On part two of this week's episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Watchable, it's our time for Good, Bad, Watchable. It's been a while since we've last done our episode. We saw a lot of movies, so we talk about all of them, and we get some bonus rewatchable reviews and a Cookie and Kristen review at the end. Let's start the show. Wow, we are rolling. Let's get to Good, Bad, and Watchable. It's the part of the show that we do every episode where we have one minute each to talk about the movies that we saw that were good, the movies that were bad, and the movies that are in between that are just plain watchable. It's good, bad, watchable. Boyle, we're going to put 60 seconds on the clock for you, bud. Are you ready for your good this week? All right. In three, two, one, go. My good is back to school, Rodney Dangerfield. I watched this with uh, Sean and Matt at um, uh, Christmas, Christmas Day Eve, like the nighttime, whatever. Great movie. So funny. I've seen like little parts of this, but like this was unbelievably funny. He is just so fast with his jokes and just if you haven't seen this movie, you need to see this movie. He is on Rodney Dangerfield, man. I could watch these movies over and over again because there's so many jokes you literally will miss some, but they're so they're belly laughers. Like the whole movie, nine out of ten for this movie, and this was on like a cable channel. It could be free form. It was like where you where everything was uncensored, so that was kind of crazy too. Um, but through cable, done. I love it. Yeah, great. It's an excellent movie, Boyle. Thank you for great, bringing that one. Great choice. Yeah, seriously, Mark. You're good. We're ready. Three, two, one. Starting off with an animated feature. Uh, I saw Ron's Gone Wrong. It's available on Disney Plus and HBO Max. Wow. Um, I mean, I did not expect to have the type of reaction I did from this movie. It's heartfelt. It makes sense with uh, how obsessed we are with technology today and how this could affect um like, you know, kids growing up, social settings, any of that. It was funny. You know, I, I had a lot of good laughs in it, but also um, just a well-done movie with a strong overall message. Um, definitely good. Uh, I gave it a nine. Uh, I also saw Last Night in Soho. I've been meaning to see that for a long time. It's trippy. It's mind-bending. Uh, I was physically uncomfortable at times. Good movie. Decent twist. Uh, I saw that on video on demand. Okay, done. Love it. Again, under a minute. Yeah. Last night in Soho. Um, Shout out Anya Taylor-Joy. We love yeah. her. And uh, if you're looking for a, a longer review, Boyle and I did one two months ago, October, maybe November, almost three months ago. It was a while ago. Okay. It wasn't that long ago, was it? It came, thought- out, mid- it came out mid-October, but we saw it sometime after that maybe end of october early november i think it was october. Oh, maybe it was november sure. yeah doesn't feel that long ago okay my good last night in soho i'll tell you <laughs> oh in three two one i saw beanie mania it's a documentary on hbo max about the beanie baby craze of the mid to late 90s if you were around for that if you were a kid or an adult during that era think this documentary is worth checking out because uh you know it's kind of just funny to see how something becomes a craze uh it's funny to see the rise and fall of it and uh you know it's one of those 
it's one of those documentaries where like there's kind of like real no no true victim in it there i think there are maybe some victims that don't get talked about here but you'd have to see it but it overall you're going to leave the documentary going like oh you know that that was a fun documentary it's not one of those documentaries documentaries where you're kind of like uh the world tough all right the last boy scout excellent movie written by shane black just an excellent action comedy in my opinion and then i saw jfk on hbo max uh, that's a three-hour movie starring Kevin Costner and a bunch of people. It's a conspiracy movie. Like a lot of it is like inaccurate, but don't let that stop you from having a good time. JFK on HBO Max and time. Last Boy Scout was just phenomenal. I love that movie. I'm so glad I finally saw it, Mark. Uh, that was a that was a blast. That movie. Well, Boyle, another week with your bad. Are you? I, I mean, wow, this list is long. Do you think you're going to get through it all? I don't think you can. I mean. Do it. I'll try. Okay. All right. Ready? Take a deep breath. All right. In three, two, one, go. Still holding championship of not seeing a bad movie. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> the rating, defending, undisputed, no bad movie watcher, heavyweight champion of the world. Boyle. Hasn't seen a bad movie in a month. <laughs> Everything is good. Everything is Seriously, though, it's crazy. I mean, this this has got to be a month now, two months. It's a while. It's been a, Just throw it's something been a bad in there. I'll Just tell you right it. now. Actually, I'll look. let's see. Um, well, while you're doing so, that, Mark's going to do his bad. Heck yeah! All right, Mark, are you ready? I'm ready. In three, two, one. Very disappointed by this bad. Um, New release, uh, Silent Night. Kind of looked like a dark comedy from the trailer. Uh, solid cast. Uh, premise is pretty good. Basically, what's happening is chemical warfare went too far. Uh, everyone is kind of just uh, dealing with the fact that like they're gonna they're gonna die, so they're having like one last like Christmas party. And I just thought there was a lot of potential with that and it just wasn't I thought the dark comedy like it, they missed on the comedy part it was just wasn't wasn't very good and it was just kind of like dreary sad and pretty dark but it, it just wasn't that good of a movie it just I was disappointed uh, so that's my bad Silent Night I gave it like uh, two stars I think two stars out of five just good cast Decent idea, not executed well. Done. Yeah. yeah dreary. Dreary is not really something you want. Yeah. You know, good yeah. good potential, like good, uh, good idea. Not executed. Don't see it. It's bad. It's bad. Bad. Okay. My bad. And it's a stinker. All right. In three, two, one. Holly's Holiday. It's available on literally every streaming service ever because no one wants to pay for this crap. It's awful. It's it's a movie that my family, we, wa we all watched on Christmas Eve, and we did a thing where we watched the first scene, paused it, and then we had to all map out what we thought the rest of the movie was going to be. And uh, the plot of this movie is career woman, right? She's too busy for relationships. It's the holidays. Like, uh, you know, I got my, I got my job I got to focus on. Walks by a mannequin in a display case with, uh, you know, her friend. Like, oh, why can't a man just be like that? Perfect. Well, guess what? This mannequin, he comes to life <laughs> just in time for Christmas holiday and uh, hilarity ensues. This movie is terrible. Uh, it's, really bad. <laughs> it's, it's, 
like reprehensible how bad it is. It's like really people, people got paid for this. Like, I don't think anybody made money off this, but still, uh, Holly's holiday. I gave a two out of 10 because honestly, the best friend was actually legitimately kind of funny. So it's a two out of 10. Um, she was great, but yeah, Holly's holiday. Do not watch it under any circumstances. All right. On to our watchable category. Boyle, are you ready? No. So I haven't seen a bad movie in six weeks. Wow. And since since it says San Andreas's review back in September. Now I will say, Rojas, if you remember last episode, I did give that home sweet home alone a bad. But I think I called it watchable for families or something like that because it's an easy thing to throw on for kids. So we're on so technicality. I do have to my statement. Technicality, I'm going to still count that one as a bad movie. So I guess I have seen one bad. But it was last week, Mark. You missed it. Or two weeks, whatever it was. I had to get my beauty sleep. He did. Which, by the way, such a good story. Um, <laughs> Boyle, are, uh, are you ready for your watchable? Just, just go. Okay. So here it is. Matrix Reloaded, HBO, Matrix Resurrections, HBO, Matrix Revolutions, all three. And I said them in the wrong order. It's Reloaded, Revolutions, Resurrections. Um, All are watchable. I think Reloaded and Revolutions was two and three in the original trilogy. Very, you know, okay, you're there for the story. They made me realize that the Matrix movies are very, very horny. Like every single one of them (laughs) is insanely over the top and i'm like what i don't remember it being like that so it's weird anyways i also hate how the whole thing is a love story too between him and trinity the whole time and i guess that was way more than i realized when i watched it as a kid now matrix resurrections the new movie that just came out is a complete reboot that they make fun of themselves the entire time for doing it but I will say, I think that they did a nice job tying in the story together and making it all work for a new trilogy to be made. So I'll give them the credit. It wasn't terrible. It could have been worse. But the whole movie was almost a waste of time because it was just to build up that Neo and Trinity are back. Boom. Spoiled. You don't need to watch it. The machines put them in. There's your story. So I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. That was something from you, Boyle. That was a lot. All right. Thank yeah. you. I will not mm-hmm. be watching. Mark, you're watchable. Ready in three, two, one. Ha, gotcha again. This is actually a good movie. I just put it in my watchable section. <laughs> I watched Red Rocket. Um, Simon ah. Rex of Scary Movie fame is playing an adult film star coming back home, trying to put his life back together. This movie is one of those where you don't root for anybody. It's like, it's a character study. It's, it's very uh, intimate when you're kind of like getting to know these characters because there there isn't that many. And it, it just, it comes full circle. It's absurd. It's stupid, but it's a good, well-made movie. Um, I I couldn't recommend it more if you're a fan of Simon Rex's work. Um, great role for him. He's getting a lot of praise on the internet streets, and I think it's well-deserved. The subject matter is a little all over the place. This movie is not for everybody. It's pretty, like, kind of specific, but 
again, great job. Well-made movie, Red Rocket. I believe I gave it an eight out of 10. Love it. I, wow. It's good, but sneaky in my watch roll. No, I gave it a seven. Got it. Gave it a seven, just checking it now. It's a two-hour runtime, a little long, kind of for this for this drama comedy. But yeah, I recommend it. Now, you get Mark, the chance to watch it, do it. Did seven you out see, of ten. Did you see Florida Project? I I heard um, that it's extremely similar, but similar. I didn't see Florida Project. They look exactly like that. I'm not surprised. Well, I mean, it's the same director. Um, so I was wondering if like if anybody had seen both like Florida project, if I remember one of my issues with it was it felt a little long in the tooth. Yeah. Like it was a good thing, but you're like, all right, we kind of get it, you know? Right. And like, it, it's not that funny, but the funny parts are like laugh out loud fun, but there's, there's not that many of them in this two hour runtime. I know exactly what you're saying. Boyle, live reaction to your tweet. I knew exactly what dance you were doing based off what you were doing. And so when you texted me, I was like, I knew that was exactly it. Um, I love that you called a text a tweet. Yep. That's uh, my brain is scrambled. All right. Well, Mark, I'm pumped to hear that though. I'm very excited for that movie. Go see it. Yeah. I'm very excited to see it too. Um, I've been looking forward to this ever since we first heard about it. Honestly, you know, A24. The director I like, I was like, all right, Simon Rex, who we love when he does his characters on uh, his Instagram page, which has cracked up our friend group for a while now. Um, shout out to Tweaker Rodrigo, man. Legend. All right. My watchable in three, two, one. You've heard of the MCU. You've heard the DCEU. Okay. Now, I want you to take you into the world of the NCCU. That's right. The Netflix Christmas Cinematic Universe. Come on in. It stars <laughs> Vanessa Hutchins. Okay. Yeah. She's done a million Christmas Switch movies. Well, let me tell you about The Night Before Christmas. Okay. Starring Vanessa Hutchins and some known name like Himbo. Uh, good looking dude. All right. He plays a knight from the 1300s. Well, guess what? He transports in time and space, apparently, to modern day. Yeah. Ohio. The place of regal and royalness. Uh, actually filmed in Canada, but she, and guess who he runs into? Cause he, he has to do something that's worthy of knighthood Well, he runs into Vanessa Hutchins and they fall in love right around Christmas time. What? The timing, the timing. Unbelievable. Uh, guess what? I went into this movie thinking it's going to be awful. I loved it. It's very watchable. It's extremely watchable around Christmas time. I was like, oh man, this is what a treat. All right. Anyway, my other watchables focus, Will Smith, Margot Robbie. The movie is really fun to watch. Watch it on TNT uh, on demand too. So it had commercial breaks. So it felt like a, you know, kind of that on the couch watching a movie feel. And then The Ref uh, starring uh, Dennis Leary, a uh, guy who rhymes with Blevin Blasey. Uh, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, Leap that out. Yeah. It's actually a really entertaining movie uh, about a couple who's like on the verge of getting divorced, gets kidnapped by a kidnapper, and the kidnapper regrets kidnapping them because they will not stop <laughs> fighting. And guess what? It's Christmas time too. So uh, yeah, it's a good movie. Uh, minus that guy inside. Anti. All right. I think I spent way too long. Gosh. All right, Paul. Three watchables. You had quite a few. <laughs> Tell me when. All right, yeah, go for it. 
So I'm not going to talk like we talked about, about the um, Christmas movies we've all watched. I stopped typing them. So we all obviously watched a ton of rewatchable Christmas movies. Um, I had to throw out there Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Watched it on TV with Tom, um, and my stepdad, and we had a blast, him and I, watching that. So I'm throwing it in there, giving him a shout out. It was a great night. Um, but I do have to say I completed another trilogy, folks. I did the Lord of the Rings. I did the Matrix movies. And now I officially finished the Harry Potter movies. I watched all of them. They're all done. They will be ranked. They will be put on Letterbox in three years. Now, <laughs> so, uh, no, whenever I can. But, um, yeah, no, it was honestly... I love the Harry Potter movies, man. Such a good time. Such a good world. I'm very excited. I knew the new the um, the new specials released the 20th anniversary on um, on HBO. So I started the first five minutes and I was like, you know what? Nah, I gotta, I want to sit in bed. I want to be cozy. I want to watch that special. That's a nice thing. So I'm going to do that. Um, but Harry Potter movies are great, man. So glad to be a part of that world. Love that stuff. That was my childhood. And uh, yeah, shout out to all the fans for that one. Um, we have a lot of Harry Potter stuff coming up too this year. Big Harry Potter things. It's true. <laughs> Don't care. I uh, not a Harry Potter guy. <laughs> what's sad is like I kind of and my mom is going to be upset about this once. Once I grew up and Game of Thrones entered my life, and I, I've mentioned this on the podcast before, Harry Potter took a quick backseat, like uh, you know, kind of like a stuffed animal that you're like, ah, I'm happy it's there, but really, we're gonna spend time with it. Well, I got to ask you guys a question. So, and this kind of goes with the whole, well, Die Hard's different because Die Hard's. Yes. Die Hard's. Yes. Well, Harry Potter is a Christmas movie because if you watch it with your family around Christmas time, anything can be a Christmas movie. But we discussed on the last episode, Mark, what do you think about it? About what? What constitutes a Christmas movie for you? Is it on Christmas? Uh, What if Christmas movie? Does the movie no. take place at a Christmas there's, party? There's a Christmas no. scene in almost every oh. every Harry Potter. There's Christmas movie. There's Christmas part in the movie of every single one. Just of them. a part, though. Just a part. Just a part. I now that doesn't make like for me like a Christmas movie where it's either like the in, entire time setting is is Christmas in like Christmas season. Mm-hmm. Or if it's like the say a main plot, or uh, I don't know, it's like it has to be a strong element. If it's very, if it's only featured in a small portion of the movie, like less than half, then no, I guess not really. All right, just want that. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't like. I would not consider this a Christmas series. Nothing like that, because you're. That's exactly how I see a Christmas movie. Mark, if the movie itself is like you know over many months or whatever it is, then no, it's just like a a, like a. You know what's funny is every movie goes. Yeah, every movie goes. Every one of their movies goes through every single season. Actually, it goes through every season. Then then it's every. Season movie, but it's weird because people always associate them around. Like I remember, just it was the day after Thanksgiving, and someone shared all the first Harry Potter, the Warner Brothers sign because it changes in every single movie. So it's kind of a cool still of all of them next to each other, and it said, "Oh, it's that time of year again." And I'm like, "Well, is why? that when they release I, all the movies? Is it always released around Christmas?" Oh, time? maybe. If, if Actually, I think you're right. What the Harry no? Potter movies? No. 
No, uh, some I remember the last one was released in uh, June. Okay. Yes, it's right. like it seems like a summer blockbuster movie, but like Die Hard, the whole movie takes place at a Christmas party. Okay, that's yeah. a Christmas movie. All right, cool. Well, that settles that. Well, I just wrote down in my notes that uh, Mark is geek gatekeeping Christmas. So yeah, that's that. very true. I <laughs> Judge Swole gives a final verdict on Christmas or not Christmas. Me, I have to cut that out. I just burped. I, I have a room. I just keep <laughs> burping on all these movies, uh, all these podcasts. Um, Boyle, I'm gonna need you to uh research when each of these uh movies came out, like the exact date. Oh, never mind. I got it. Ready, Boyle? Yep. November 16th, November 14th, May 31st, November 18th, July 11th, July 15th, November 19th, July 15th. All right. So it was either a summer blockbuster or it was a Christmas blockbuster. Yeah. Now, I think it's pretty cool that they released Half-Blood Prince, July of 09. The sequel to that, Deathly Hallows Part 1, November 2010. So barely a year and a half later. And then seven months later, eight months later, Deathly Hallows Part 2. So they didn't keep people waiting for long. No, they they banged out those last couple because of the ages of everyone, too. That's why. <clears throat> but yeah, no, I, I, um, I was curious about that. And I, th- I think part of it too, Mark with this series is also that, um, when we were growing up <clears throat> for a while on old ABC family, instead of Christmas movies, there'd always be like, they do their Christmas movies, but ev- almost every night and they they used to even do a week of it where there was just Harry Potter marathons on ABC family. Yes, exactly. Because Freeform is the new name, but um, it that started years ago. I remember, like I, I can completely remember. I and so I just wonder if just not a Harry Potter guy. There's, yeah. yeah, but anyways, who cares? Whatever we talked about. Not me. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I got your back, boil on this. Like uh, my rewatchables, gentlemen. None of that. Do it. Wizard nerd crap. Uh, I rewatched <laughs> all of the Rockies since we. <laughs> yeah. One, two, three, four. The, the good ones. Uh, Clubber Lang is one of my favorite antagonists of all time. Shout out to Mr. T. Uh, just phenomenal movies. Uh, could watch them all the time. I like how the more, uh, the more fights Rocky gets in, the more he speaks and he does more monologues probably shouldn't have but whatever love it <laughs> just i those are the kind of movies that stop me in my tracks like if i'm channel surfing and they happen to be on i'll just stop there love it yep um yeah all the rockies i saw a ton of christmas movies uh, jingle all the way is is one of my favorites so obviously rewatch that um and then last night I snuck in uh, my cousin Vinny. That's a movie that will never get old for me. Uh, just, just so funny every single time. Makes me laugh every time I watch it. Uh, yeah, can't get enough of it. I'm with you on that, Mark. Um, I've rewatched a handful of movies. So, I mean, it is the holidays. So you got to watch some of the ones that you watch every year for, for my family. 
Just Friends is a movie that we watch every year. It's in my pantheon of favorite movies of all time. Every every time I see Just Friends like pop up on a streaming service, I think about uh, how how high of regard you hold that movie. Uh, it's it, the four panel meme of the Pope holding up something. Yeah. It's, it's me holding up the cover of Just Friends. Uh, just by all accounts, like a patently ridiculous movie, but the Rojas family, it's the sacred text. Um, Warm Bodies, which I saw around Valentine's Day 2013. I downgraded that movie from an eight to a seven. I'm a little bit older now. I rewatched it. Downgraded? Like, yeah. I used to think that movie like, wow, you know, clap my hands. Excellent. And I rewatched it again. I'm like, all right, it's very simple. It's a very simple teen movie, but well executed in a different, you know, the big zombie craze that we had going on then. Um and then rewatched Wind River and that movie upgraded because I guess I don't know why. I had given it a seven when I first watched it in theaters. Rewatched it again last night with the Coco ladies. Eight out of ten. I mean, that movie I um, think that's one of those movies where it benefits from a from a smaller setting mm-hmm. and you're watching it. Yeah. Because I love that movie too. Yeah. I give it a very high score. Excellent. Taylor Sheridan. Uh those who wish me dead, Mark. Bad stop. <laughs> Taylor bad Sheridan, movie. Don't watch good it. Movies. Yeah, go, go back to being good, man. <laughs> yeah, run run the good movie play again, please. <laughs> uh, we got we got listener reviews. Uh, the Cocos uh, watched Licorice, Pe- Licorice Pizza with us. Renee Cocosa said uh, she liked the acting. She liked the uh, some of the scenes, but thought the the overall uh, plot to her was just didn't do it enough for her. But it kept her attention. And so she appreciated it. And then the next day said she liked it even more that she had like a day to think about it. She liked it even more. So some food for thought there. Jules Coco gave Wind River an eight out of 10. Spider-Man, a seven out of 10. And Liquor's Pizza, a nine out of 10. Um, she said Spider-Man was very high school movie for her because uh, there were kids sitting next to her that were cheering and excited. And I want to be like, the main character is in high school. It is a high school movie. But I would never <laughs> say that again out loud in a public forum. Um, but she said, Wind River was an incredible movie. She says, just shows there's more focus for the media to do, you know, talking about, you know, Native American women, uh, that go missing. Uh, and she said, Liquor's Pizza, damn, incredible. But that age gap, man. Uh, and if you see that movie, you'll know what we mean. But she said, felt like we were actually living in the seventies. Like they made us feel part of it. And yeah, I agree. It was uh, very well designed. That's it guys. Anything else? What are we looking forward to? What's left to see? They moved Morbius back to April. Yes. I just shared that to you guys. <laughs> Boyle shared that with the group earlier uh, in this podcast. So that's some uh, big news. Uh, Boyle, any it's thoughts the, about that? It's the seventh. I was going to say it's the seventh time this movie's been delayed. Like, this is not going to be good. Yeah, like, there's no way it's going to be good. I, I'm, just get it over with. Like, why, why are they delaying it? Why are just, we delaying it? Just give us the movie. So That's what I'm saying. There's not for nothing. At least it had a chance in January because there's nothing really too much. I, I remember looking at the week's lights, camera, bar stool. They shared that whole, like I shared to you guys, what's what the big movies are coming out almost every week. I mean, they there's literally, nothing. Not, there's nothing. There's nothing. Why, why would you move that movie? It's done. <laughs> Just play it. <laughs> oh, so aggravating. I hate, I hate when they do stuff like that. I think it's, this is like the the new mutants. Like they just they're gonna keep pushing it back and pushing it back. And I'm I'm gonna watch it. You you can't stop me. I'm no. I'm gonna see this movie. But they just like drag it out for me. Like come on. 
It's like, I don't even want to, it's like, now I just yeah, need to see it. It's like, I, I need to really, see it. Yeah. So, uh, I got, so see are you guys going to, um, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I got to see red rocket West side story, the King's man. Um, you know, I gotta, I gotta see, I gotta catch up on some stuff. Yeah. This is a, a catch up month with not that many new releases. So like, I gotta see liquor's pizza. I gotta see the King's man. Um, has anybody heard anything it. about the King's man? I heard no. it's not very good. I haven't heard a single person in my life see it and tell me about it. I don't think people are going to see it. I think that's one of the things. Nobody really wants to. Yeah. It's I'm not, going to. Know. Yeah. Well, same, but I, we're the, the target audience. I've heard are so far not great. I feel like we're like the target demo and we haven't exactly rushed out to go see it. Or maybe we're getting old. Are we getting old? I think it just, I think it just came out at a bad time, to be honest. Holidays, there was a lot of really good stuff coming out and things out like Spider-Man, like, sorry, not for nothing. It had, they should have honestly put that in, in January. You put it up against West Side Story. It, I, I'm pretty sure it opened on the same day as West Side Story. Like, I mean, I just don't think it had the, and we've also, again, it's one of those movies kind of like Morbius. We've seen trailers since the beginning of COVID. So many just tra- like, yeah, for years. <laughs> we've seen yeah. Trailers like for just years. give it to us. And no one really wants to see this because it's a prequel movie. So we want to see the new Kingsman movie that will come out in, you know, probably a year or two with Taron again. But this is just the pre, this is like how we got into, you know, how we made this Kingsman organization. So it's like, it, I think it'll be cool. It's just, it's going to be different. So I don't know. I don't think people re- rushed out to go see it. I think there's too much, too much other stuff out going on. Yeah. We got uh December 10th West side story came out. Uh, the following, you know, we had a lot of the indie movies come out that week. Um, now West side story did not do well at the box office at all. And that's a conversation for another time. Uh, because then a week later, Spider-Man no way home comes out the same day as nightmare alley, which I haven't heard a single thing about nightmare alley. Uh, and then the following week after that on December 22nd, that Wednesday before Christmas, that's when we get the Kingsman matrix resurrections sing Two. And the tender bar, which out of those four, I really want to see the tender bar the most. So, I don't know. Not enough time, Mark. Not enough time. Not enough time. No. Um, all right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Thanks, everybody. Um, we have a Cookie and Kristen review coming up next. Uh, at this point, maybe you've already heard one, or maybe I sprinkled them in, or maybe I'm going to keep them at the end. I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't decide anything. Boyle, Maybe if we get one tweet, release it afterwards. Wow, Boyle. I'm cutting that out. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, all right. That that does it though. So any final thoughts or are we good? I think we're good. All right. Boyle, time for you to go to bed. It's 9.30. So uh, good night, Boyle. Yep. All right. So for Nick Boyle, for Mark DeSisso, I'm Nick Rojas saying so long. We'll see you next time. Spider pig. Spider pig. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever Spider Pig does. <laughs> this is Cookie and Kristen. And we just saw Matrix Resurrections. All right. What'd you think? Acting. I think these characters, these actors know their characters so well, they play them in their sleep. The newer actors, I think, did a, a good job with it. Um, it's the Matrix. It's confusing. It's hard to follow. But you're in it for the action and the you know, kind of mind yeah, you know. I mean, for the for the record, we saw this on 
uh, National Science Fiction Day. Um, I was trying to watch a little bit of it beforehand, um, but there's so many things. I've never dedicated myself to these movies. I've seen them all, but I never dedicated myself to them at all. So I thought it was pretty cool. It was good to watch. It was fun. I give it a six. Six. All right, go see it? Yeah. Okay, absolutely. All right, bye. bye.